Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 34, which we are recording on Tuesday, April 16th, the day after tax day in the <laughs> United States of America. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And tell us what you're wearing today. Well, I am wearing a sweater called the Cable Trimmed Jacket with Hood by Lisa Myers from the Knit.Wear magazine 2011 issue. And I'm wearing it today because <laughs> I pretty much jumped on Gail when she came in and said, how does this sweater look? Does this look good on me? And I said, yes. <laughs> but the other thing that she said was that, oh, I haven't seen you wear that in a long time. And that's exactly the issue with this sweater. A lot of times I put on sweaters that I'm really happy with. Well, today I purposely put on a sweater to get Gail's opinion because it's a sweater that it's not that I'm unhappy with it I just don't quite know why but I never wear it so that's almost an unhappiness almost an unhappiness rating yeah right? right yeah so it's a sweater that is knit with sit set in sleeves cables on the front edges and a hood, which sounds exactly like something I should like. And I was telling Gail, I think the sleeves fit great. I think the back looks great. It all looks great. <laughs> it's just if you don't like the way the front yeah. fit, even though I think they yeah. look good. What I have decided or what I'm thinking after putting it on today is that maybe the fronts are just too big for me or too big for my liking. I'm not exactly positive, but something that I'm thinking about. And Boo is uh, in investigating my keyboard. Hopefully he didn't stop <laughs> anything. Oh, no, we're still recording. Okay. We're good to go. So the yarn is really gorgeous. I knit this sweater in Malabrigo Rios in the Cumparsita colorway, which is a gorgeous reds going to black grays mixed in there combo that I really fell in love with. Excuse me while I move cat. <laughs> I really was really curious. Yes, me. the kitten is out. I really fell in love with the color and so it'd be a shame to have a sweater that I didn't wear. So I am stocking some other options for this yarn. Right, because you love the yarn. I love the yarn. And if you don't wear the sweater, yeah. then it needs to become something yeah. else, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you want to tell us what you're wearing? I'm wearing something <laughs> new. I finished my boxy pullover by Hohi Locatelli, and I'm really happy with it. Although, I must say, my son Max, when he saw me put it on when I only had one sleeve finished, he said, Mommy, no offense, but that's ugly. And I said, <laughs> ugly? And he said, well, it's weird. <laughs> I think weird is a better description because it's definitely something I do not have anything like in my wardrobe right it is definitely just as the name describes it is very boxy but oh my goodness is it comfortable yeah i will wear this a lot just yeah. because it's very lightweight it's just the perfect layer of warmth it fits comfortably because it's not fitted in any way whatsoever except for the, the six inch sleeves yeah. that kind of start at your elbow and go midway down your lower arms and I love the yarn. This was my neighborhood fiber company, Rustic Fingering, which is a single ply fingering weight yarn in the Truxton Circle colorway, which is, let's try to describe it, 
plum, a deep, deep plum with tonal pops. So there are lighter pops of lavender, I would say. And it's just gorgeous. It's so, so pretty. Is it basically a drop shoulder construction? Well, it's dolman sleeves, I guess. I mean, basically, oh, it's a box okay. with little six-inch sleeves okay. off the ends. So when okay. I blocked it yesterday, I blocked it as a box shape and then stuck the sleeves directly out to the side. Oh, okay. So if you can picture that in yeah. your mind. So that is what I'm wearing. I'm very excited with it. I used about 1,200 yards of my fingering weight yarn. I could easily have gone a little less than that. The modifications I made, I did make it about two inches shorter than the pattern calls for, which I'm glad I did because I've determined my waist is shorter than the average woman in a pattern. So I find I typically now am making my sweaters a little shorter. And I also, because I cast on fewer stitches, so that's the second modification. First modification, I made it shorter. Second, I cast on 30 fewer stitches than the smallest size. I could have easily cast on fewer than that and still been very happy with the sweater. And I adjusted, you do do shoulder and neck shaping at the top, and I adjusted my stitch count to factor in the 30 fewer stitches, and I did it in such a way that the neck opening is narrower than the pattern calls for, because in the pictures, the opening is boat neck style, I would say, so that it opens and it comes out past your bra strap area, and I didn't really want that, so I made a narrower neck opening. Yeah. So I'm very happy with it. It too. looks really cute, and when I was thinking of making it, I remember I looked at the yarn requirements and realized it would have taken four skeins of Tosh Merino Light to knit. And that's when I really had pause to think <laughs> about it because that's a lot of yardage. That's a lot of fabric. So I am still thinking about making the sweater, but like Gail, if I do it, I'm going to cast on fewer stitches. And I'm thinking about doing the version in pieces because she has it written one same version in the round same, right? and one version in pieces. Because I think it'd be really easy just to chop off a number of stitches. Yes, and that's it's, what I did. It's probably easy either way. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah, I did the bottom-up seamless version, so in the round. And then when you get to the underarms, you do separate front and back. Oh, and okay. there is some shaping for the neck. And the sh there's a bit for the shoulders, too, I think. Just a very minimal amount, if I'm remembering correctly. So you can see the difference in my yarn. If you look, Sherlyn, can you notice that there's more lighter at the bottom where it kind of pools more, and here it's more stripy? Oh, I guess so. So, so that's where you started going back, back and, and forth, forth right. instead of... So with the tonal the yarn, if you look, you can see the difference where when I'm knitting in the round, it kind of makes this nice pooling effect, it's and not, back and forth it's more striped. It's, yeah, I think it's, it's pretty either way. It's And it, you know what? It's, it's not anything that... Most would people even, would notice. I wouldn't even yeah. notice it looking at it because the because of the tonality to the entire piece. Yep, and I don't think I would have noticed except for when it was blocking on the floor yesterday. I was really looking at it because the sun was shining on it and the color was so pretty. <laughs> I was mesmerized staring at it and then my thoughts turned to, oh wow, look, you really can tell where you go from in the round to back and forth <laughs> knitting. And on the subject of repurposing sweaters, because you said you're going to repurpose the one you're wearing. I'm thinking about it. Last week I had 
<laughs> Boo is so curious That's today. More kitten play. I had a reality check when I was looking at all my sweaters in my closet. And my mother was having a family reunion with her cousins. So there were going to be about nine or ten siblings, five from my mom's side and four or five from her uncle's side. And I knew they were all going to be together. And I had a good opportunity to gift a lot of sweaters. So I gifted six sweaters in the last wow. week. Rocky Coast, my Warriston tunic, my Bryn Mawr skirt, my Mondo Cable vest, my February Lady sweater, and my Miette cardigan. So most of these I loved at one point in time. <laughs> I still love my Miette, and I will definitely knit that again. On my project pages are all the reasons I gave them away. Most of it was due to either I didn't like the yarn, I didn't like the fit, or I just never wore it, like you're yeah. saying about this sweater. Yeah. Mine was my Mondo cable vest, which was also in Malabrigo Rios. And my mom, that's her favorite yarn in the world. So oh. she is she adopted that one, for which I'm really happy. And Miette, I think I mentioned last episode that it was meant for a bustier body than mine. Mm -hmm. And my friend Melissa has a bustier body than I do. And she has most of the other same measurements. So I blocked it yesterday and I'm giving it to her tomorrow. So oh, good. yeah, I'm really happy that all those will find loving homes. Yeah, see, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a, good, a good way to go. And I kind of wish I had somebody to give it to. But I do love the yarn. Yeah, if you love the like, yarn oh, enough. I wish I could just have the yarn back. <laughs> well, but you're good at repurposing. And, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, why do I always want to re-knit re the ones that have seams? That's true. <laughs> huh? Yeah, the one I did set aside to be repurposed was my drifting cardigan. Uh-huh. Because yeah. that one is just too big. So right. I'm going to repurpose that yeah. into something else. Yeah. But it was a nice cleansing feeling in the closet you know it's like okay these are the ones i yeah. don't wear that are beautiful and they need someone to love yeah. them so i yeah. think i found the right recipients that's great right so what are you stalking well i am i'm in the point in projects right now i was telling gail where i need to figure out what to start next so I am too. <laughs> I was looking through my queue, looking through my favorites last night on Ravelry, of course, looking at the yarns that I have in my stash. And for some reason, I don't know why, of course, I struck on the idea that, oh, I never wear that cable jacket with hood. I need to do something with that. Why? I need to do something with it right now. I don't, I have no idea. But anyway, so I was looking at patterns to knit with the Malabrigo Rios if I decide to rip this and skein it back up. One of them is the February fitted pullover, oh, which one. I have talked about on this show before. Um, by Amy Herzog. It's a pullover version of the February Lady Sweater by Pamela Wynn. I don't know why I haven't knit it yet. Every time I see it, I say, oh, I want to knit that one. So that's a candidate. I would do a knit along with you on that one because really? I've yeah. wanted to knit that forever as well. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah, that one. The Next candidate is the Hourglass Sweater by Joelle Hoverson from the book Last Minute Knitted Gifts, which is a fairly warm pullover, so completely not 
for weather we're having now. It would be for next winter. Well, this morning, that was the kitten again. <laughs> that was the kitten getting into the bird's room. <laughs> yes, I'll have to so go. So if we hear Nani start talking yeah. soon, it's because Nani doesn't want the cat yes. in her room. <laughs> yes, so the hourglass sweater, option number two. You know, we'll just see. <laughs> so are those the only two you're stopping? There's, there's actually a third that I had written down, but I don't have internet access right now to look it up but i'll just mention it quickly it's called estelle by linden down and from what i recall it's uh it's got a lacy pattern around the yoke and it's button up cardigan oh yeah so i kind of have to unravel see how much yarn i have and then figure it out why and don't it's you kind of funny because charlene just acquired a lot of beautiful yarn yes. in the last <laughs> week or so, and she's going to repurpose the sweater and it, knit that yarn instead of the brand new yarn. No, it probably won't be next. I'm probably going to start something from the other yarn and then have the unraveling going on while you're in knitting the, the next project. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So what about you? Why don't you tell us what you're stalking while I go retrieve the kitten? Okay. <laughs> I am stalking for Mad May. So I mentioned that last episode. The month of May is the Madeline Tosh Lovers Knit Along. And if you are interested in participating, check out the Madeline Tosh Lovers group on Ravelry for all the info. The contenders on my list are Colors of Kauai, which is a kind of cropped bottom-up sweater by the designer Hannah Masijewski, and also the Rousseau sweater, also by H Hannah Masijewski. I'm thinking I'm probably going to go with Colors of Kauai first because one, it's more seasonal for our current weather. Two, it's been in my queue much, much longer. You have wanted to make that for exactly, a while. Exactly. <laughs> for a long time, I've talked about stocking it more than once. And why don't I just knit it already? You know <laughs> that, what I mean? That's the way yeah. it is for me with the February fitted pullover, yes. Well, it's, I guess it was maybe last week I was having a cleansing week. I was also looking at my queue and my stash and thinking, look at all these sweaters that have been in my queue for so long. I have the specific yarn I want to knit them, yet they're not knit yet. <laughs> so I'm kind of trying to maybe cold cheap a little bit and knit down my queue and some of my stash. So, Colors of Kauai, high up on the list. Rousseau, also I have stash yarn for that as well, but that's a much larger sweater than Colors of Kauai, so it's more of a time investment. The third one I am stalking is the Yogini Bolero by Wendy Bernard. She oh. is knit and tonic on Ravelry. Charlene and I both have knit mm -hmm. the Yogini yeah. Bolero already, and I wore mine yesterday. I knit the long sleeve version. Charlene, you knit the short sleeve, I knit right? a short sleeve one, and I love that sweater. So do I. So, I love it. That fit, it fits great, and I love it. It's a perfect little layer. It's, yeah. it's a very cute top-down raglan shaped that ties right under your bust line, and it has built-in ties, and it doesn't quite meet in the front. I think I knit mine so that it does meet, but it definitely has a deep V to it. I think you did. It's yeah, I knit it. Yeah. I didn't want it to gap too much. So I love mine. I wore it all day yesterday, and I just kept thinking, I recently put Yogini back into my queue, 
and then kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. So when I wore mine yesterday, I was all day long. I should cast <laughs> on for this immediately. And I have stash yarn to do it, even though I was sorely tempted to buy more coquette yesterday because I thought, oh, how cute would that be? A yogini and coquette. Oh, it would be. But I have many other beautiful colors already in stash that I should be good and use those instead. So those are the three things I'm currently stocking. And also the Marion sweater still. And again, now Miette, I want to re-knit that. I think I might have enough of the gray merino stretch left oh. to knit another one. So I could knit it in exactly the same yarn, uh-huh. but make Just it so that it fits me. Fits, yeah. Exactly. Fits so I even ordered the same buttons last oh, night. Oh, you did? Yeah, because I love the buttons. They're really pretty black shell buttons with um, white flower or leaves on, uh, not carved in. I guess they are carved in. Very beautiful buttons. So... That's also in the near future. I have. I want to knit all the things. I know. It's hard. Know. Oh. It's hard. So ex- excuse the crinkling. Boo is just, he's super, super curious today. He's very funny. He I think is. I woke him up from a nap, so he has a lot of energy, right? I don't know. He's Every once in a while, it's that kitten behavior. When he wakes up and he's ready to go, he wants to run, and he runs. <laughs> <laughs> he's super cute. All right. What are you knitting? What am I knitting? Well, I'm drooling over it, actually. It's so beautiful. I started just a couple days ago the Dinner in the Eiffel Tower shawl by Jessie Doddington. And this is Jessie's only design on Ravelry that I know of when I checked. I believe it was the only design. And I have a version of the pattern that was a free pattern. I was looking at the pattern page yesterday and noticed that it's a purchasable pattern currently. So I guess at some point she must have changed from a free pattern to a purchase pattern. But I love this show. It's gorgeous. (laughs) It has so many different types of lace work and texture. It's very textural and it's knit in, I am knitting mine in Madeline Tosh DK yarn, which is the yarn that's called for in the pattern, two skeins of it, and I am knitting mine in a colorway called Heuchera. Funny story. <laughs> <laughs> You're using both of the yarns with the misspelling. Oh, I am. Yep, you oh. are. Sorry, I interrupted. Wow. Okay, so Heuchera, as I found out, is a plant with purplish leaves or flowers. I can't remember which. Somebody was telling me, but I went and I searched on Ravelry for this color and I could only find two projects entered or made in this color. And I was thinking, that's not right because (laughs) this yarn has been around a long time. I have wanted this color for a while. I've seen it for a while. I, I went and I looked up a picture of the plant and when I did that, I realized that Heuchera, as spelled on my Madeline Tosh label, is spelled incorrectly. <laughs> That's the second so, time. <laughs> second time I have found a misspelling on a yarn label. Strange but true. I don't know. That's fair. I, I, tell I her think she, that's very odd. I keep telling her she needs to become a technical editor. <laughs> I, I'm i used to find, I've worked as a proofreader before and as an editor. So I am used to finding misspellings. And I am, it's very common for me to find misspellings in patterns. But it's, this is 
It's, it's bizarre. It's odd yeah. that in, in such a short period of time, I found it on two yarn labels. I don't know. So Charlene and I are holding up her new shawl, <laughs> and I'm trying to imagine how big it's going to be when it's blocked, because it's two skeins of Tosh DK, so it's about 500 yards, right? Um, 450. Okay. And, and this when- yarn stretches so much when it gets wet, so I think it's going to Block get out. quite a bit larger. Yeah. And it's already, it's not small as it is, but it's very... I don't know what it's not not loose but it's lacy so it is kind of loose i mean you can pull it and stretch it and i think once it gets wet and pinned out it will it's going to be quite sizable a lot bigger because yeah. it's bigger than what i would consider a shawlette already right. unblocked right. so it's going right. to be a nice size when you're done right keep you very toasty right and it's a crescent shape right or yes. half circle yeah it will be it's really pretty and this yeah. Hucara, yes, it's so beautiful. It's about eight different shades of purple. Yeah, lavender ranging to a a dusty, dusky purple. Yeah, almost like a grayish purple. Yeah, it's not a royal beautiful. purple, but a grayish purple. That's a good way to describe it. And because of the textured areas, the color just pops. It's yeah, so it pretty. Does. It does. Very good choice of yarn color and pattern yeah so you know the pattern i just want to say a couple words about it's currently a purchasable pattern as i said and i'm knitting mine from a version that i have queued up a while ago so i don't know what the current state of the pattern is but there were a few little minor I don't want to say shares issues yeah you know and it's nothing that you can't figure out and i'm not going to complain because it, like i said it was a free pattern oh so maybe she's corrected it in her that's what i'm guessing it's did you probably... let her know i i didn't because she has a couple of corrections listed on the pattern page and they're you know they're just they're not necessarily errors they're just like a lack of a return row in oh. one section, another section, the right side and the wrong side change. Okay. <laughs> like the row one for, there's several sections. And so the row one on every other section is always the the public side of the garment. And in one of the sections, row one is suddenly the private side. The, wrong side or the oh, yeah that would be Which, confusing it could be confusing you know it's like i said i'm not really complaining so just heads up look at the pattern page for the shawl yeah because it it's got a whole bunch it. of errata there okay. and hopefully that's just a good rule of thumb anyway yeah i was I gonna say check. we all look before we start a pattern we all look for errata right never <laughs> never i should but i never remember and the second thing that i am working on is my walpole cardigan by hannah fedick i'm only a few rows away from finishing and then there's some sewing up and blocking to be done but almost i just there. yeah almost there i just love this yarn Love, love, love this it's yarn. It's so pretty. And I'm definitely falling into a color slump. Everything is purple, lavender, and gray. Okay. But then the <laughs> third thing you're knitting. The third, well, I'm not even, I'm kind of just swatching. It's that Shining City yarn. Shining. Shining, Shining <laughs> City yarn. The other misspelled label. From Miss Babs. And I am 
just knitting a little swatch for the current shawl favorite, which I think is Daybreak, which I talked about last episode. And I'm to the point where I need to get serious, pick something and move on instead of waffling back and forth about all these different shawls, because, you know, I can get more yarn and, and knit more than one two color shawl. That's true. Huh? <laughs> well, and looking at that yarn, I don't think you're in a color slump anymore because this yarn has grays, greens, yeah, purples, maybe, pinks. It maybe, is, but it's it got would, that purple and then the color I it has to the go purple with and it the gray. is gray. <laughs> right. But that means it'll match almost everything you have. Yeah. So that's, that's true. Good. It's that's gorgeous true. yarn. I mean, wow. It's so yeah. pretty. I think it's even prettier wound up than it was definitely, in the skein. Definitely. Yeah. It's definitely. an incredible colorway yeah. if you like variegated yarns. Yeah. yeah. Even if you don't, it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm really happy with it. So how about you? What are you knitting? Okay, I only have two things on the needles. I am still knitting my Valerie cardigan. Actually, I haven't even touched it since the last episode because I've been busy finishing other things. So it is still body complete, almost to the underarms. I still have to knit everything from there, including the sleeves and the hood. I hope to pick that back up today. That's my plan. I'm very excited about it, though. It's going to be gorgeous. Um, one of my other online friends, Elda, who I think is Mommy Love 22, she just finished hers, and I oh. think she used Madeline Tosh Aaron, and it's so pretty. Oh, nice. I don't think she did the hood. I think she did a hoodless version, and oh. it's really, really pretty. So excited about the Valerie cardigan, mm -hmm. which is Gilet Valerie on Ravelry. So it's in French, G-I-L-E-T, Valerie. And the second thing I'm knitting is one of the new Julia Trice hat patterns. It's her hmm. Sola pattern, S-O-L-A. Oh. I am knitting that in a Cascade cotton blend yarn. And the cotton yarn hurts my hands. So that knitting is going more slowly than I think it would if I picked a blend that was higher in wool content. What is it? Is it cotton and wool? Yeah, it's, I don't remember the blend right now. Hmm. But it's a discontinued yarn I got on sale, oh. and it does have a pretty high cotton content. Yeah. It's pretty splitty, yeah. too. But it's going to be beautiful. It's a beautiful bright purple, and the hat pattern is fabulous. It's bottom-up, so you start with the brim, and it's a four-row lace repeat, and you just do eight of the repeats, more if you want a slouchier hat, mm -hmm. and then you do the crown shaping. So I have finished five of the lace repeats, I believe, and it's just really pretty. In the pattern, she says not to block it because it would affect the texture and fit of the hat, but I think I'm going to dare it and block it anyways to make it more like a beret or a tam shape mm. than the way she has it on. It's more like a beanie, mm -hmm. and if you knit more of the lace repeats, it could easily be a very slouchy hat. So it's a multi-purpose pattern depending <laughs> on how you want it to look. So very excited about that. I'm looking forward to the finished object, of yeah, course. Yeah. So that's what I'm knitting. What have you finished? She gets to show me. I'm, I'm so excited. Reaching across the table to pick up my gorgeous Entangled Vines by Alana Dacos, which I have completely finished. It's so pretty. And oh my gosh. I'm just absolutely in love, in love with the sweater. This is this is my current sweater crush. 
It's from the Botanical Knits collection, which Alana just released, and you heard us review a few episodes ago. I knit mine in Madeline Tosh DK in the magenta colorway, and this color just glows. It's I mean, beautiful. I don't know how to describe it. It just glows. It luminous magenta tonal magenta with a little bit of purple all the way through to a very lighter magenta and i almost has a pinkish tint to it too yeah a really really light magenta Mm -hmm. and i alternated skeins so you there's really no pooling per se but you get um you get a you see all the tonal variations in it and it gives it depth this yarn shows the cables really well i feel Oh, it's so, so pretty. (laughs) The buttons that I thought might be too matchy-matchy, they work just fine. And I sewed the buttons. This yarn, the Madeline Tosh DK yarn, gets very floppy after you soak it. And it grows a lot, and you ultimately, I have to throw it in the dryer every time I use it to bring it back up to size. But the yarn just gets floppy there's yeah. no other way to describe it because yeah. it's not as floppy when you knit with it but after it's soaked it's so soft and it just drapey drapey that's a good way to describe it so the buttons that i used were fairly big so they're an inch i don't know if that's big but they're an inch they're not that heavy no they don't look but heavy. they were just too almost too heavy for the sweater without something supporting them on the back so i did put so hand sew on just a little bit of tape on the back to a ribbon on the back to help support keeping the buttons standing up and the properly. ribbon is so <laughs> cute you guys have got to look at her pictures when she gets I'll them have, up on I'll Ravelry. Have pictures i chose little owls <laughs> it's adorable <laughs> they're really cute really really cute and i kind of put a teaser picture on ravelry and hopefully i'll get some real pictures up on ravelry soon because i just i, I adore the sweater right it's now it's really really pretty <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah. want to try that one on a definite win charlene and i are going to tri- try on each yeah. other's sweatshirts <laughs> or sweatshirts sweaters when we're done definitely and make our decisions about what size we want to yeah knit. yeah because we both want to knit each other's sweaters yeah, so I don't know what else I can say about it. Just I'll have to put up some pictures and, you know, I can answer questions if people have questions about it. But I just, I loved it. And it really was a quick knit. I remember us commenting on the fact that one of the first knitters of this sweater finished it in less than a week. And mine, I did not finish mine that quickly because I was also knitting other things at the same time and I put it aside but if I had only been knitting on this I could easily see finishing it in that week or a few days yeah it was really quick really really quick just beautiful yeah makes me smile just looking at it (laughs) super beautiful very very happy so have you finished anything else besides your boxy so i finished boxy you heard all about that and i also finished my autumn's end also an alana pattern from her new book botanical knits you have heard me talking about it for several episodes so i'm just going to summarize by saying oh my (laughs) gosh it is just 
beautiful. The sweater is incredible. I put it on and instantly was enamored with it. It's so soft. It's so, the color is so rich and amazing. And the lace work, it just makes it look like it was knit by some total phenom of a knitter. So <laughs> I just feel so accomplished. I was telling Charlene, I was out running errands in it on Friday and I had to go to the post office and the postal clerk was not the most friendly postal clerk I've ever met. And I was thinking unpleasant thoughts in my head, which wasn't very nice. And right as I was getting ready to walk away, she said, what a lovely sweater you're wearing. And I thought, oh my gosh, I knew I shouldn't have been thinking mean <laughs> thoughts about this woman. So I told her, thank you so much. I knit this myself. And she said, you did? And it was just one of those, you know, satisfying moments. So yeah. yes, I'm really, really happy with that one. The one thing I am going to say is similar to a lot of the Madeline Tosh bases, this one did stretch upon soaking as well. <laughs> and I could feel, I think I wore it maybe three or four hours on Friday. I could feel it growing down and sliding off my shoulders, like oh. not slipping back, but the whole thing losing shape. So what I'm going to do is crochet around the neckline on the inside to firm it up. Mm -hmm. And I'm also going to investigate one of my friends, Sarah, hi Sarah, said that she has been researching this because she's found the same thing with her top-down raglans, doing a faux crocheted seam on top of the shoulders. So I don't know how that's gonna look with the lace, but if it holds the shape of the sweater, I may try it anyways, because I don't want another sweater that I'm disappointed with because it loses its shape and ends up not fitting me. Well, do you think it's the construction of the sweater or the fact that Madeline Tosh yarn droops? I think there's a combination. A combination. <laughs> I definitely think the yarn is a factor. I also think that because it's lace work, it doesn't have the same structural Structure, stability yeah. that a stockinette that sweater sense. would. Yeah. So of course it's going to grow because the weight of the sweater pulls right. on it. And that's something you can't see from a swatch. You right. swatch, you know, even if you do a large swatch in lace, you're not going to see the stretch that occurs based on the weight of the sweater. That's, you know. that's something that I feel is true too. I even texted Gail when I was blocking out the sweater. I said, how is it physically possible that sleeves can grow at a greater rate than the body of the sweater. <laughs> yep. How is that possible? Because my swatch is just a swatch. I don't have a separate swatch for the body and the sleeves. So how would I have known that the sleeves would lengthen so much more than the body of the sweater? I think it's a phenomenon of superwash wool myself. I don't even think it's a Madeline-specific issue. Hmm. Madeline's, Madeline Tosh-specific issue, sorry. I feel like it happens to me more on Madeline Tosh than other superwash yarns I've used. I know it, a little bit dream and classy when I've used it. It has happened. I don't notice it on the Cascade 220 as much. Have you used their superwash? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've not used their superwash base. But I, every Madeline Tosh superwash base that I have used just seems to grow so much. Yeah, that's why I won't use vintage for anything more than a hat because it just, oh. it's so heavy that it can't stay in its shape. It just is, it pulls out of shape for me. 
Which is odd because when you see it on the skein, it feels sturdy. Sturdy. Yeah, it's yeah. bizarre. I think a seamed sweater might, because mm-hmm. you and I both tend to knit top-down raglans, and they don't have the same structural stability of something that's seamed. Mm-hmm. So I don't that's know. one thing. Yeah, because this is super washed too. She's referring to the sweater she's wearing right now, right? With the and Malabrigo Rios. It did grow in length. Yeah, I remember my Rios sweater did. Yeah. Yep. Although the sleeves didn't on this one, so I don't know. I, yeah, what what's I'm... the physics of <laughs> super washing? Yeah, you know why does why why would it grow more percentage wise on the sleeves than the body? Is it something because it's a smaller tube? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you knit the sleeves in the round on that sweater, and the rest of the sweater back and forth. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that. I don't know it anything must. to do with it. There must be something. So, so anyways, we digress. Yes. <laughs> but that's Autumn's End. I'm very happy with it, except for I am going to do those post-knitting modifications. I will report back to you to let you know how they basically shore up the fit of the sweater. Because okay. it's so, 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 so pretty. I know I'll wear it a lot because it just, it drapes beautifully. So it it's not a fitted sweater. It has shaping in it, but it's not a form-fitting sweater. Right. There's positive ease to it. Right. So it really would be flattering on so many people. Hmm. So I highly recommend that pattern. It was a really fun knit. The lace wasn't challenging, and it was easy to follow all of the instructions. They are charted and written line by line. She tells you exactly where to do your increases and decreases in the lace. So there are very few places where you do it in the lace. It's mostly done in stockinette areas. So there isn't any of that guesswork that happens a lot with shaping with lace, which I really appreciated. So all those things considered, I highly recommend the pattern. All right. And more thumbs up for botanical knits. Yeah, it kind of comes in waves. We talked about it a lot when we cast on, and now we're both finishing in the finishing phase, so we're talking about it again. (laughs) And I am going to knit her twigs and willows sweater, which is a seamed sweater you Uh knit in pieces. And that will be on the needles fairly soon. I have the yarn for that as well. It's just another really pretty sweater. Yeah. So Okay. Yeah, so by the time we're done with it, you and I will have knit probably all the sweaters in the book. <laughs> okay, so we wanted to do a little segment today on different kinds of closures and the advantages and disadvantages of each. Because between the two of us, Charlene have and I have done... Pretty much most of a the lot types of, of closures different kinds you can of closures, do. yeah. So, did you want to go back and forth? Yeah, and you get to start. With I buttons. need to look at your notes yeah. because I don't. Have... It's funny. I wrote it out so that it would be back and forth with you starting here and then me. I even wrote your pattern name. Oh, good. Charlene and I are doing um, show notes in Google now so that we can <laughs> share the document. And her internet service was down today, so she couldn't print it. But luckily, I had mine written out. So okay, so. The most common one that we've both used is probably buttons. And just like for my Entangled Vines cardigan that I just finished, there are all kinds of considerations to look at when you pick buttons. Not only the button size, but as I mentioned, perhaps the button weight perhaps how the button is sewn on if it's a button that has holes in it or a button with a shank 
You may prefer one or the other. You may not like to have shanked buttons on sweaters. One thing that I have noticed is there are some buttons that have kind of sharp edges or not necessarily sharp edges, but textured edges. And I always feel like you don't want a button that is sharply textured mm -hmm. to rub back and forth on wool because it will eventually just wear through the wool. So that's another consideration. Um, in terms of weight of the buttons, like the sweater that I just did, I found that the yarn didn't support the weight of this button very well, so I did need to put the ribbon on the back to help support that. And that's a grow, grow grain ribbon, right? Actually, this is just a ribbon. Oh, it looks like grow grain from here. Oh, I can't tell. Well, it has more of, it's not just a regular ribbon that you might wear in your hair. It definitely has lots of layers to it because of the embroidery, making yeah. it more of a yeah. sturdy ribbon. Yeah, yeah. There are, there are some sweaters that I've seen, uh, commercial sweaters, where they even put the ribbon on the outside. Oh. of the sweater and it looks so cute <laughs> if you have a really nice ribbon and I haven't done that on any of my sweaters but every time I see it on a commercial sweater I think oh I want to try that because it looks really sweet well I like <laughs> that little hidden pop yeah too, that you know yeah yeah it's always fun if you pick a contrasting color or something bright and showy I have a cape that I finished with a contrasting ribbon on the inside and people always comment if they get a little peek of it mm -hmm. that it looks really fun so what about buttons so, for you what do you think are some of the advantages and disadvantages i was thinking buttons for the most part don't have too many disadvantages it's mostly advantages where well yeah the the one thing the biggest issue with buttons is positioning you really have to make sure that you position the buttons in a place that's appropriate for your own body. But that can be said about most closures. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. But as opposed to just blindly following the pattern and saying, insert a buttonhole every 15 stitches right. or whatever, when I set out to make the button holes for this sweater, I put the sweater on pinned it closed, kept moving around the pins, trying to decide where exactly I wanted. I knew that the pattern called for six buttons, but I'm always open to changing that if it's necessary. And I'm always open to changing the size of the buttonhole if I pick a button that's a different size. Right. So it can be helpful to have your buttons before you do the button bands. It can be, yes. Right, because if you pick a button that's significantly larger or smaller than the designer's button, you're going to probably need to adjust your buttonhole size. Right. One thing that Gail and I both don't like and happens just by nature of knitted fabric sometimes, if the fabric is really soft, it can kind of pull the yeah. buttonhole open oh, so the, and, right, the buttonhole look, itself stretches yeah and so well it looks like it gives that look like the garment is pulling like the garment is not fitting properly and even if the garment's fitting properly sometimes just the combination of your button buttonhole 
and maybe the yarn, the fabric is just really soft. It can pull like on our vests. Right. And we ended up sewing those clothes. Right. Because of the gap. Right. Yeah. And you can, you know, sometimes if, and if buttons pop, you can also sew your buttonhole closed a little bit more, that kind of thing. I've done that. Like the, I see two problems. The first is that your buttonhole itself stretches out. So there's a gap yes. at the buttonhole, yeah. which I haven't reinforced by sewing them a little more solidly closed. Right. And then the second issue, which is the gapping, where you see someone, their sweater is buttoned closed, but the areas between the buttons are pulled apart so yeah. you can maybe even see their shirt beneath the sweater and i just recently just the other day wore my peggy sue cardigan and same thing that sweater is mm. not tight and it gaps ridiculously and i kept thinking to myself well maybe it is tight and i just don't realize it but it's not tight yeah. so i don't know what combination of events occurred to make it gap <laughs> but it really annoys me so yeah. i may end up putting hook and eye closures hidden inside to the button band yeah, that, to yeah so like alternating between the buttons maybe yeah. to keep it closed at least through the center of my midriff which is where i mostly button mm, it closed yeah because that's one of the advantages i think for most of the types of closures buttons especially you are not required to button them and you're not required to not button them. So if you want to button your sweater, great. If you want it unbuttoned, you have the option. And you have the option for different looks. You right. can button it across the midriff or leave it open across the midriff and button it at the top or button it at the bottom and leave it open at the top. Exactly. All different looks depending on what else you're wearing and styling it with. Exactly. So that's one of my favorite things about buttons as a closure. Mm -hmm. So the next one is zippers, which I just recently, of course, did the zipper in my Aranya sweater. And one of the disadvantages of the zipper is that it does require a lot more finishing than buttons because you have to get the zipper sewn into your garment. And in order to do that properly, you have to baste the garment closed, place the zipper very carefully, make sure that the teeth aren't showing. There are lots of different steps to that process all worth it but still yeah. it's i don't know if i'd call it a disadvantage it's just a lot of finishing, finishing right yeah. <laughs> but another actual disadvantage of the zipper is that generally speaking you can't just keep it closed at your midriff you either have it zipped or you don't have it zipped unless you have a zipper that zips from the top and from the bottom right. which i the did for aranya zip. yeah right i love the double zip so do i and i used one on let's see ruby pulley ruby pulley thank you <laughs> i'm looking at the notes because i, I remember i, I didn't write it down but i remember <laughs> but on my ruby pulley and that is still one of my favorite sweaters and it's wearing out and i will have to figure out what i'm going to do to replace it <laughs> actually that would be the ruby cardi ruby, the ruby cardi pulley that's is right. the pullover right. ruby cardi right. yeah by bon marie burns that's right yes all right so the next one hook and eye Hook and eye. So I used hook and eye on my Candelia Cardi, which is a really lightweight, fingering, loose, open, airy kind of sweater. And I really like the hook and eye for that kind of fabric because you don't have the heaviness of a button 
bring it. I mean, you can always have tiny buttons too. That's that's always an option. But at least for this, the hook and eye worked out really well for me. And I liked the look of the invisibility of the closure. Yeah. That was kind of neat. Mm -hmm. And then you have the option of sewing it so that you can see the hook and eye. You tuck it, you know, leave the hook or the hook sticking out a little bit. Or you can have the invisible, invisible hook and eye where you have it all sewn underneath. And then you just have the edges of the sweater just meet and the hook and eye is invisible underneath so i like both both those ways yeah i did my laika after starting with the zipper and the zipper puckered Mm -hmm. because of my inexperience with sewing and zippers ended up with hook and eye closures which i love and the only disadvantage for me with the hook and eye is that the hooks catch on everything so I am very, very careful when I manhandle my Laika because it typically catches on itself. Yeah. Yeah. And the next one would be snaps. And those also, in my experience, are a lot of finishing work. I use snaps on my coastal hoodie cardigan, which the pattern calls for snaps and buttons. So basically on the button band, you're sewing the snaps on. And then on the public facing part of the button band you're sewing your buttons on so it looks like it's a button sweater but it's actually fastening with the snaps so instead of a button sweater where you have one thing to sew on per buttonhole with snaps on this sweater I had three things to (laughs) sew on per buttonhole and that's a very long sweater and there were a lot of closures so it ended up being a lot of hand sewing definitely worth it in the end result and how it looks I really think it's pretty but similar to zippers it you just have to factor in that it's not your sweater when you're done knitting it you're really not done with the project itself you still have finishing work to consider and there are some really fun snaps we saw last time we were at the fabric store we saw a selection of multicolored plastic snaps they were really big they looked really fun they were fun they would be fun probably on colorful kid sweaters that kind of thing and then there's also snap ribbon, which is a ribbon. I don't know. No, I keep, I'm looking on my sweater. My sweater doesn't have a ribbon, but it's a ribbon. And then it has your snaps. The The snaps are already sewn onto, onto the ribbon. The ribbon. Oh, and all you do is sew the ribbon, the ribbon on. on. Yeah. Oh. Snap tape, I think it's called. I can't. Oh, I'll have to investigate remember. that. I've never seen but, that. Yeah. And that, the, from, what I remember, at least when I was looking at it previously, it was limited in terms of colors, you know, like black and white kind of thing. But if you want to add some stability to the front of your snapped garment, then you've got it built in. With yeah, the snap that's ribbon. very nice. Yeah. And of course, advantages to both hook and eye closures and snaps is just like buttons, you can have certain ones snapped closed or hook and eye closed right. and others not. Yeah. I put on Laika earlier today before I left the house and I only had the three top ones closed and I like that fit of that sweater the best. Oh, yeah. So it's fun. Yeah. Shawl pins and clips, which let's see, I used on my current sweater and the current sweater, I believe actually calls for buttons. It does. Yes. And I even think that I put a couple of buttonholes in there. I think the pattern calls for tiny little buttonholes. And I think there's, I can't remember if I sewed mine shut afterwards or not, but I 
ended up not putting on buttons because I liked the way I was able to close the sweater with a shawl pin. And I really liked it a lot because it's one of those sweaters that I sometimes, depending on what I'm wearing and styling it with, I want to wear it sometimes closed at the top or sometimes closed at the midriff. And you have that flexibility with the shawl pin and then you remove it. You have, you can put on a different shawl pin, you can dress it up or not, depending on the shawl pin you use. I've even seen people, you know, basically take twigs from their yard (laughs) and use them as stick pins and they look really cute. They end up looking great. And no finishing work. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So that's another option. Not going to work, obviously, if you want to have a sweater that buttons up and keeps you warm. But for the kind of sweaters that Gail and I often wear in our climate here, it works really well. Yep. And then the next one would be clasps or frogs. So by this, I mean you sew one piece to one side of your sweater, one piece to the other side, and then they connect in the center in some way. So I used those on my Jenica sweater recently or in the last year. Very easy to sew on, very easy to clasp closed, and I think they look really pretty. It's a nice alternative to buttons or hooks and eyes. Uh They're decorative, depending on the type you choose. Mine are um, metal-ish, I don't know, hard to describe, but very pretty. It just adds another little finished look to your sweater. So I really like those as an option for a closure. The clasps have two pieces, right? Right. The, one, the, the metal piece, one piece goes on each side of the sweater. Right. And then it's kind of like a little hook and eye. You right. just hook it in. And then a frog has the, the knot on one right. side and the loop on the right. other. So you right. attach them together that and way. And when I have had to make loops, I have made loops out of embroidery thread. Yeah, I talked oh, about that, that one too. Um, yeah. Toggles. So okay. that's more like toggles with yes, loops. So, toggles. Okay. Yeah, like you were saying with embroidery floss. Yeah. Yeah. And I made the little loop. You can find instructions at different places online. I think there's a Yasolda tutorial that's excellent. That's the one I've used. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I might have too, or I can't remember if I got it on her website or in a book, but it just makes a really sweet little loop. And yeah. I did that on one of my. Let's see. I can't remember what it was Ruby called. Ruby Red. Ruby Red. That's it. Yeah, I've done <laughs> it on several. One of my several. favorite sweaters. That's one of my most favorite after-the-fact closures. So you've knit your sweater. Maybe it was a sweater that didn't call for a closure, but you find that you're pulling it closed a lot. So that's one that you can put on after the fact, and you basically just construct this little loop and sew it to one side and you attach some type of toggle or button or something else to the opposite side of the sweater and voila, you can close your sweater. I I really like it on my ruby red because it's a lightweight sweater and I think it works well with the little loops work well with lightweight fabric. Yes, that's true too. The only disadvantage with those is once you put that on your sweater, you pretty much need to close the sweater because otherwise those loops Mm. kind of dangle and look funny. So there you don't really have the same option as with a button where it can be open or closed and it doesn't really matter yeah those but you could have the toggle dangling but it's not yeah. quite as yeah. attractive <laughs> and then belts you can always belt your sweaters you can hand knit a belt or you can use a belt you have purchased yep i've i've 
done both. <laughs> I find those are harder to keep on. Yeah. I they always feel fussy. Yeah, me. that's a good way to describe yeah. it. Fussy. Yeah. And then you've also knit sweaters with ties, right? Yeah. My we were talking previously about the Yogini Bolero by Wendy Bernard, and that is meant to tie together and it basically it's like knitting a belt. I can't even remember how long you knit it and you just tie it. Yep, tie it close. Really and that's, easy. Yeah. That's <laughs> another one where again you pretty much are going to want to close it because yeah. otherwise those straps dangle. And those types of sweaters with built-in ties are usually meant to be fashion right. closed and they don't, right. they flop open right. if you don't tie And them. I've made a baby kimono with a belt or so ties, ties on yeah. it, which is nice because then you don't have to worry about buttons coming off and being a choking hazard. So ties are a good option for babies. So those were the different closures that we've used and enjoyed. Hopefully that was helpful. There are probably others yeah, so that we didn't cover. Discuss. <laughs> All right. So today we also wanted to do a short review on a great product that Namaste was nice enough to donate for us, in addition to some that we've purchased on our own. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to let Charlene talk about this one. Okay. This one that we're looking at today is called the Devon Wristlet by Namaste. And the one that we received is called the Eggplant Color, which is a gorgeous purple, which I love. Of course. <laughs> I also have an eggplant mini messenger bag, which I have purchased previously for myself, and I love one of my favorite bags. Yeah, we're general lovers of the Namaste products <laughs> yes. in general. But this uh, Devon wristlet, the first thing you see when you look at it is the, the purple fabric. No, it's not fabric. The material that it's made out of, which they call a, it's not a leather. It's kind of a vegan imitation leather. So it looks like leather, but it it's does. animal friendly. It's slightly textured, but no animals were used in the production of it. And it feels good. Yeah, it, it does. feels really good. It feels like it's high quality too. It does. And as both of us can attest to previously using other bags made out of the same fabric, it seems to hold up really yeah, well. Yeah, it's very durable. We've both, neither of us have had any problems with it. And I have been carrying my bag every day for a while, taking it, I take it to the gym, I toss it in the back seat of the car. I'm, I don't think I'm hard on my bags, but it seems to hold up well. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so I've been happy with it. So this, you look at it, lovely purple color, very happy. <laughs> then you first thing you see, you look inside, it's divided into two sections with a zipper, a large zipper pocket in the middle. So one side has six slots for credit cards or business cards and a zippered pocket. The other side has two larger pockets, which could be for just small items or more cards. Would a cell phone fit in there? I think it would. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, my iPhone yeah. fits in there perfectly. Yeah, or phone pockets, iPod pocket, that kind of thing. I, I'm pretty sure that's what this side yeah. was meant for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, the pocket on the inside is big enough. If you wanted to use this, Gail and I were trying to discuss how we would use this. And there's a couple ways that you could that we would use it. I would probably use this along with a tote if I were going to an event or something where I was carrying a big knitting bag or a big tote. I would probably put my wallet items 
into this because there's the nice neat slots for the credit cards there's the pocket for uh, cash and then you can also fit your phone your ipod lip gloss with the hand lotion hand lotion you know, you need. your medications yeah you it's it's roomy enough to fit all the little necessary things that you need to carry so if you're carrying a big tote bag and you set that down someplace and you need to run over to get a coffee or whatever you can just carry this and gail was saying that she would use it daily maybe as right. a wallet because i currently have a pretty decent sized wallet that i mm -hmm. put all my stuff in and i tend to get out of my car and carry my wallet my keys and my iPhone in one hand <laughs> and then my sunglasses end up in my other hand this would be the perfect little it's a little bit bigger than ideal it's it's a little bigger than a composition notebook mm -hmm. and I would worry I'd put too much in it and it would be too heavy to just simply wear around your wrist although it has a perfect wrist yeah, strap I, I think that it would but I work think if I was because careful, all those things and then sunglasses too and my sunglasses would fit in light. there. Yeah, and it'd be so much easier to carry the one th one bag. <laughs> exactly. So I'm actually I was asking Charlene if we can still get these because I want one for all my normal things that I carry with yeah. me every time yeah. I go in and out of the house. And then if I do need more space, I would grab my Namaste Mini Messenger right. bag, which is the bag I carry all the time if I need more space because this would just fit right into the mini messenger right and you could just take this into the supermarket or library or wherever exactly. it is you're going exactly and it's got the strap that Gail mentioned you can put the strap over your arm and carry it's, it. it's comfortable it's not going to dig into right or anything. right and the strap is also removable it's which got... and you could put your keys if you right. had a clasp on yeah. your keys you could put them on yeah. the little ring where so the wristlet goes. If you were going to toss it into a tote bag and didn't necessarily want the strap. Oh, that's true. You hanging, can take it off. You can remove oh, the yeah. strap. Yeah. So it doesn't get caught on things. Yeah. But I really like this bag. And that's what Namaste sent us so graciously for a review. But I also did want to mention the other two Namaste bags that Charlene and I both have. Mm -hmm. Mini Messenger, which is just as it sounds, it's a messenger bag. I don't know why it's called a mini messenger because it's the size I think of as most messenger bags. Because they have a larger oh, bag that that's called sense. the messenger. Okay. And that's made out of... <laughs> or at least they did. I don't know if it's still in the line. but <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a decent size bag. My yeah, computer fits is. in it with various other stuff. Mm -hmm. And it also, it has one big main pocket like a messenger bag would. And it also has multiple zipper pockets both on the front the flap that goes over the top and inside so it's very very useful for work with the computer and for any other reason you'd need such a tote mm -hmm. bag and it's comfortable it has a padded section on the strap that's movable yeah. so you can put that wherever you're putting that strap around your body i wear it over one shoulder messenger bag style mm -hmm. and i have the peacock colored one which is a gorgeous deep teal and it does have two little clasps on the front that keep it closed mm -hmm. if you need to close it. I don't usually bother. And then the other one we have is the hip holster. Isn't that oh, what it's that's called? what it's called. Yeah. I have to look, make yeah. sure that I'm calling it the correct thing. Gail and I both, we bought those. Hip holster, yeah. We bought those as seconds. Yeah. Um, on Ravelry, there is a Namaste Lovers group, and they have a thread where the Namaste company list seconds so my hip holster doesn't have the back section which you can use to attach the bag to a belt 
and I would never do that anyway. Right. So it works for me. <laughs> and I got the bright, bright pink one, as you guys. And I got the purple. The <laughs> we're so predictable. We're so predictable. But that one's a good one too. It yeah. has one main pocket, which is just too small to hold my big wallet. <laughs> so I can't put my wallet in that one. And then it has a smaller pocket on the front, both of which close with a turnable clasp. They're mm -hmm. magnetic. And then you turn the little thing counterclockwise or clockwise to close them. The smaller pocket on the front, my iPhone fits perfectly in that if I put it in sideways. And it's just a big enough bag to once again carry most of the things you would need. The essentials. Right. But then I yeah. have the whole wallet issue. If I'm going to carry right. <laughs> a wallet, it doesn't fit into that bag. So yeah. I either need to get a smaller wallet and use the hip holster bag or get a wristlet yeah. and go that route, which my I think is more practical for me. My wallet fit in it. And so I have been using mine just to go to events where I don't want to carry the big, huge bag. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking... The, some of the basketball games that I went to because they search the big bags oh, right. and I don't I don't want to carry a lot in any way and it's or two events where I don't take knitting I was going to say <laughs> how do you you can't get knitting it if you just bring right right I know which is a, which is yeah and that is unusual for me to not carry the knitting but there are events that I do go to where I'm doing things and it's small enough that I can be active and still wear it right. and not feel like it's hanging off my shoulder yeah so. because it also is very comfortable to wear yes. yeah and it's small enough that it's really in a, unobtrusive but again, I have the wallet issue. <laughs> but otherwise, it would be perfect to hold your keys, your glasses, your medication, yeah. your phone, and maybe, you know, a smaller wallet or right. something to carry your change and your bills. Right. It does not have credit card slots, no. as far as I remember. So it just has the two pockets. It's not as pocket, to, poc I was going to say plentiful in pockets <laughs> as the other Namaste bags that I've used. But I can't recommend Namaste highly enough in terms of quality, durability. They look professional. I tend to go for whimsical things quite often. And then I find after a few months that I'm almost embarrassed because how can a grown-up carry something around <laughs> that has little flowers and birds all over it? But these ones, there's no, these nothing ones like that. Look, these are very chic. They look very nice. Yeah. And I feel like they, they do. They kind of help us look put together do, and I struggle <laughs> with that so anything that can help I appreciate yeah yeah but that was the the main conversation that was the Devon wristlet by Namaste and thank you Namaste for sending us this wonderful little bag we yeah. really love it and we're going to put it to good use <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for tuning in this week we love that you pay or that you give us an hour of your time every two weeks it's very flattering and thanks for the next we got another donation last oh, week so thank you very much again I didn't ask permission to use your name online and I still don't know your Ravelry name so thank you wow. very much we're very grateful very grateful we really are. very considerate and we will see you and talk to you in two weeks. Yes. Happy knitting. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>